This week on Transmissions from the Dark Side, a special guest, Abe Vigodi, how you phone, enter if you dare. Welcome to Transmissions from the Dark Side, uh, where we are going through every episode of seminal 80s horror anthology series, Tales from the Dark Side, and reporting it back to you. I'm Matt Noss. With me is Matt Rose. How are you doing, Matty? Um, I am about to die. <laughs> My allergies are really kicking the crap out of me. Um, well, unfortunately, they kicked the crap out of our good friend Jen Hansen. Yeah, yeah. As she... Just... Is laid up in bed. Yeah, that sucks, man. Totally sucks, but no worries at all, and I hope you feel better real soon, Matt. <laughs> Me too. And those drugs kick in, because we have joining us all the way from across the world and back, please welcome <laughs> friend of the show, Sean Clorin. Hey, everybody. Hey, Sean. Welcome. Now, longtime listeners will absolutely <laughs> your casual welcome. Oh, <laughs> do you do you feel all warm and fuzzy yet, Sean? No, I, no, shut up, you. Jesus, Matt. God damn it! I just I, that was people that were watching Facebook Live saw that that was a genuine fucking welcome. God damn it, Matt. I'm sorry that my welcomes do not meet your. Fucking ISO standards for welcome. That was not an ISO 9001 standard <laughs> greeting. Sean feels ostracized, and I'm speaking for him. Whatever, whatever. He does not. He does not. I'm speaking for him too. <laughs> Sean, but yeah. So, how are you doing today? I'm doing great. Thanks for having me on. Our great, absolute great, pleasure. Great. And for the people, we're here in. Um, glorious Royal Oak, Michigan, and we are using the beautiful technology called Skype to, to uh, have you call into the show, and we appreciate that. Where are you? I am in a little postage stamp of a town in the middle of Nebraska called Farwell. I love it. I love it. Thank you so much for joining us. Um, you have been mentioned probably, you've been mentioned more than Tales from the Dark Side. On this <laughs> <one>. <laughs> um, we, we love the art that you've done for us. Um, you always are great in your messages, and we were like, we got to have you on. Uh, so we just appreciate it so much that you're able to join us today. Well, I appreciate you guys putting out an entertaining show. Uh, one of the things you probably can testify from having other guests on, uh, not a lot of people know about Tales from the Dark No. <laughs> no, they uh, don't. <laughs> we're real uh, niche. Yeah. It's real niche. Like, seriously, I if I met another person that knew who the Grither was, I don't know whether I would celebrate or kill them. <laughs> like, there can only be one, right? Like, fucking Highlander and shit. They'd be the quickening. I'd get hit by lightning. Uh, better run to a church, I guess. <laughs> Luckily for you, it's right outside, right? <laughs> Good thing nobody wants to rob me. I'm not. <laughs> oh, 
We have we have so many Just questions. Kidding. We have so many questions. We always ask the same question to all of our guests, even though we know the answer. Are you familiar with Tales from the Dark Side? <laughs> yes. Amazing. Um, <laughs> I guess I guess the big question for us is how on earth did you find our show? Uh I guess uh, I was trying to start a podcast myself at one time, and uh, um, I thought of several different topics, and um, one of the things I was like, couldn't find any information on Tales from the Dark Side, so I was like, Eureka! (laughs) (laughs) Tales from the Dark Side, and then all of a sudden, a lovely post from the lovely Jen Hansen came up. Hey, come try our show. It's <laughs> <laughs> from the dark side. And so I was like, well, if you can't beat them, join them, I guess. Well, you have done that successfully. <laughs> <laughs> Sweet compliments. Open the door right up for yep. you. <laughs> <laughs> um, but no, as as on this side of it, I know Matt and I have both been like, he drew something for the show? <laughs> yeah, like when I when I saw the Crypt Creeper, I was like, What? He what? <laughs> he did he did that? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that was uh that was insane. And then the um especially the uh the the last car. I had to, I'm sorry, I had to look. I couldn't remember if it was the last car or, or... Yeah. So it's it's funny because I I remember Tales from the Dark Side fondly. Um, but re-watching some of these episodes, it is like, whoa. <laughs> yeah. 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 Um, it's a lot of it, you know, I, I think does come down to nostalgia. And a lot of the rough edges are, you know, shorn off, so to speak. Um, and you, all you really remember, you know, I mean, how many people um, that come on the show remember any episodes? They remember the intro Everybody's seen and if they know everyone the show, was just like, oh yeah, that you know, I used to shit my pants when I saw that. So <laughs> well, I always talk about, and we've talked about it on the show a couple times, that the um the dark gallery or night gallery, night, night gallery, yeah. theme night gallery scared me to death. Oh yeah, that was a terrifying opening. So was the dark room, man. Cause it looked like something was trying to chase you. Oof, no thanks. <laughs> Do you remember that show? The Dark Room? Uh, no, I have not watched The Dark Room. I'm familiar with it. Uh, Night Gallery, yes. Uh, dark Room, not so much. It was um, it was right before the Tales from the Dark Side. Though. Yeah, yeah. It was it was right around in that time frame. I think it was. I think it was made it one season. Um, and James Coburn. I think it was James Coburn. Mm-hmm. It was either James Coburn yeah, or I James think, Brolin. Yeah, I think um, James Coburn did the the voiceover. Did the, the voiceover for it. Um, he ended it with like beef. What's for dinner? <laughs> I think that's how it worked. That's that. I, that's I think why it made it one season. <laughs> it's like there's a place. It's a dark room. Beef. It's, it's what's, what's for, for dinner. dinner. Um, Mr. Doss, there. I was kind of curious about your thoughts on. Um, I had this theory about some of the episodes of the Dark Side kind of just trying to imitate the twilight zone i wondered if you oh yeah thought i saw a reaction there from you the other episode yes mm-hmm. yep i wonder absolutely. if you had some thoughts on that too one i know they when they were pitching it they were selling it as a 
Twilight Zone type for series, basically, mm-hmm. and that was the, the description they were using a lot. Yeah. Yep. I I definitely think that there were a lot of attempts at trying to capture um with middling results uh twilight zone <laughs> granted there were you know there were some stinkers in twilight zone too oh, but, yeah. oh yeah you know for every stinker then you had the monsters around maple street and living doll and you know shit like that the other thing that is amazing about twilight zone versus trans or uh, tales is the budget like just the amount of oh, care yeah. and yep. how much how much each episode actually had compared to we're gonna put you in a room there might be a light. <laughs> You're going to wear a costume we used in another episode. Don't worry about it. <laughs> <laughs> Your name is Hopgosh. You, go... <laughs> you look like you have testicles for a face. Don't worry about it. <laughs> I, you know, I loved, I loved the Twilight Zone. I have a lot of blind spots with the Twilight Zone, mainly because I can't remember episodes too well like i i remember the big ones mm-hmm. but like it sometimes feels like tales tried to go for the creepier episodes of the twilight zone well i don't really recall there being any funny episodes of twilight zone but there were some that i guess i would say were a little more i don't want to say whimsical but i'm thinking of one in particular where these kids go um through this portal where like I they they apparently don't get along with their family or whatever I guess their mm-hmm. families are, are jerks to them, and they have the option to go through this portal where they can play for eternity, right? But they can never go home again. And in the end, um, God, I wish I could remember what the name of that episode was, but it was pretty good because I mean these kids had a really rough choice: do you stay and play with with these kids your entire life? Um, or do you make the choice to go home and grow up? You know, I mean, it was, it was, I guess, kind of Peter Pan-esque, yeah. but, um, you know, w- without flying around and shit. Well, this was a real Twilight Zone of an episode. Yeah, it was. I, 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 I like this episode. So let's get to it. Let's yeah, get let's down get to, to it. it. Today's... Well, so wait a second. Well, let's... No, we go ahead, We man. haven't done the details. Yeah. And then it's after the details. I was, I was going to say... I haven't done the details, man. The, today's episode is A Choice of Dreams. Uh, what we do every episode is based on the name. Uh, we try to guess what the episode is about. And this week, my guess was, it's the circus, and the barker says, step right up and choose your dreams. But it's a real O. Henry story. <laughs> Mine was, there's a store where you can choose your dreams, but the dreams come at a cost. And that cost is a curse, you guys. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, Sean, little... did you have a did you have a guess? Sure, um, <laughs> mine was. <laughs> believe me, um, I uh, mine was a, a man uh, enters a mysterious automat where he has a choice of dreams or nightmares, <laughs> unbeknownst to him. Which will he choose? I actually like that idea. Especially the automat idea. I would love um, if I love it if he went to Japan, and you know how they have all those automats yeah. all oh, over yeah. there, and he just guesses the wrong one. <laughs> like I, he, I, I can't read kanji, I can't read hiragana. I'm just gonna pick one. <laughs> he goes with the one with the most interesting emojis. <laughs> 
are the most yeah. interesting characters, and it turns That's... out he, he gets a Shinigami or something. <laughs> yep. Kaiju. That koala bear looked trustworthy. <laughs> <laughs> Um, so, but that was this, not what this episode no. was about, Matt. <laughs> what was this episode about? Oh, I didn't do the research on that part. <laughs> <laughs> oh, <laughs> I just looked up like when it aired, stuff like that. I'm I'm not a Jen Hansen, you guys. I am. Right. Oh, here we go. Jake Corelli is a mobster who's at the end of his life. Yes, when he's, got, a, he's got the cancer, you guys. When a man appears to offer him a field of dreams at the whopping price tag of ten, $10 million dollars. There we go. I just made right. it up. But no, that was good. That was that was probably better than the description. <laughs> um, so this episode aired May fourth, nineteen eighty six. Um, for context. There was no episode of Saturday Night Live this week. I don't know why there was a there was a gap between weeks. Um, the previous week though had Tony Danza. <laughs> the, the, the following week has Lady Black Mombazo. <laughs> yes. So just wanted. I I mean I'm sorry if I spoiled it for next week, but you're just gonna have to deal with it. Um, so this episode starred Abe Vigodi. <laughs> God damn it. <laughs> It's a me, <laughs> Shut up, you. So it stars Abe Vigoda as Corelli. Um, Angelo was played by Ralph Monaco. Ross was played by David Glenn. Marie was played by Tracy Colis. And his father was played by Dominic Cianese, who, if you were a fan of the 1991 action motion picture, Out for Justice, you recognize him. As the father of, oh God, what was his name? Steven Seagal's character? No, no, not Steven Seagal. Um, Gino, not Gino. Pa- Fuck. Apparently there's no fans in this. <laughs> <laughs> and the crowd oh, goes silent. You got me on that one, man. Oh, Richie. He, he played Richie's dad. You saved it, Maddie. I, yeah, well, because I was, I was going in my head. Where I was like, where's Richie? I don't know. <laughs> that, oh man, if you ever want to see bad improvisation, watch that movie. Because there is a scene, it cannot have been written, that's how bad it is, <laughs> where these <laughs> these wannabe gangsters are talking about how the one guy has a mouse in his house, and that the other guy's like, well, you should shoot it. And he's like, I'm not going to shoot a mouse. It's my like it's in my house, and it just goes back and forth until finally I think that um really hope William Forsythe shows yeah, up. I think William Forsythe just got sick of the whole thing, and he's like, "Will you guys shut the fuck up?" <laughs> A real- Broke character and everything is what I want to remember. Um, really hope Steven Seagal comes in and then does that pushing thing he's so good at. <laughs> Pushes a guy into a. I don't know, mailbox or something, whatever. <laughs> so, anyway, yes, the episode was directed by Gerald Cottis, who had directed episodes of Monsters, Tales from the Dark Side, and even Saturday Night Live. Uh, it was written by James Houghton, who had done such such varied shows as Young and the Restless, Bold and the Beautiful, Knott's Landing, and fucking Tales from the Dark Side. What? Um, and then it was written by, or, I'm sorry, the original story was written by Edward F. Shaver, who just did this. So another one of those one-offs where somebody wrote a story 
and they bought it and made it into an episode. But I have to admit that uh, it wasn't bad. It's too bad he didn't write anything else. Or maybe maybe this was his, you know, one and done. I don't know. But uh, that is that is that. So, so Matt. Well, Sean, I have a question for you. Um, before before we move on, did you have any? This is a, this is a Sean specialty. Every once in a while, <laughs> he will pull up a fact about an episode that nobody knew. And although this uh-huh. one might not have any, I've got to ask. I've got to ask. No, you do. You do. You've got to ask. <laughs> Shoot. Oh yeah, no. <laughs> <laughs> well, here's the thing. I did think I had a lead on something, but I did not. Uh, it's okay. Basically, when I thank you, <laughs> I knew I could count on you, Mr. Rose. Um, uh, basically, I knew Abe Vigoda did not have an agent for the godfather that he came on an open call basically oh my gosh really yeah yes uh not a well-known fact but it's on imdb basically i guess never lied to me before um and uh my college professor in film studies once said that basically there's a reason you see all the same mafia guys basically is because they belong to a union of Italian American actors, oh, um, and so I didn't recognize Angelo at all. No, and I knew that. So I had wondered if this was, and I knew Tales from the Dark Side did not use unions basically to prevent costs. Right. Um, so I was hoping to try to uh, uh, verify this with the. Uh, Guild of Italian American Actors, but they do not release the names of their actors. Oh my gosh, so, all that is hilarious! Is for nothing. So I loved. Good listening. Transmission <laughs> <laughs> from the dark side exclusive. Do 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 Mysterious wind. Mysterious wind. Uh, well, that's sorry, all right. Guys. That's all right, Sean. Because do, do we, the do thing we have is, an editing cue like we just say cinnamon all. <laughs> we just cinnamon, we cinnamon, just cinnamon. don't edit. <laughs> no, no need to worry, Sean, because Matt pointed out earlier to me that man lives, lives in, in the, the sunlit, sunlit world. world of what he believes to be reality, but. There, oh. there is unseen by most. There is an underworld. Yeah. It's, it's a, a world that's just, just as, as real, real, but it's not, not as brightly, brightly lit. lit. It's a dark side. It's a dark, it's a dark side. side. It's uh, yeah, dark side. The doors from the dark side swing, swing open, wide open, and it's a a pagoda. Or, as I said earlier, a bigoti, because fuck my life. But so, yeah, no, we see a bigoda, and Matt and I freaked out and both yelled a bigoda. I wrote down a bigoda, exclamation point. Uh, Mine has literally like five or six underlines. They kind of all ran together. Then so. I wrote fish, exclamation point. Conan. Yeah, yeah. So <laughs> the reason why every time I see a bigoda, I think of Conan O'Brien. 
is because he used to have Abe on when he was yep. when he was first hosting uh, Late Night with Conan O'Brien, and there was this one sketch that had Abe Vigoda looking at porn. Yes. Where he was just he looking, was looking at, at like magazine or something, and he's just flipping through and he's going, "Oh yeah, oh that's oh, nice." That's nice. <laughs> and I, this guy was in the fucking Godfather. He was in, God, he was in Kingstone Cops with uh, with Don Rickles and Lee Majors. I'd like um, some cherry candy. I'd like some cherry candy. <laughs> um, that was Don Rickles, by the way. Um. Yeah, no, uh, he was in a lot of movies, and he was on fucking Barney Miller and shit, and that's what I remember him for is, oh, that's nice. Oh, yeah. Oh, she's she's limber. <laughs> Abe, come on, man. So what we find out from this doctor who looks like he's 13 years old. Yeah, he's got Doogie Hauser helping him out. Oh, yeah. Um, is that he's got the cancer. Um, we find out, I think, within three sentences that he's got the cancer. He's got a couple weeks to live. He's also a mob boss. I know who you are. I've, I see your patients. Blah, blah, blah. So he and the doctor go back and forth. And this doctor is, is casting some serious shade at him. Um, and Abe and... Oh, geez. Angelo and the guy... With the most serious eyebrows I have ever seen. It looked like he had carpet samples above his forehead. Angelo had two six-inch caterpillars above (laughs) each eye. These things were enormous. I look at Matt, I'm like, look at his eyebrows. Well, no, and I looked and I was just like, oh my God. So I wrote down, you know, those eyebrows. My note was eyebrow mafia. <laughs> <laughs> like I could just see Ava go to holding a guy against the desk and is like, "Eyebrows, get over here!" <laughs> sure thing, boss. Another goon named Tweezers. <laughs> eyebrows and Tweezers. <laughs> they rarely work together, though. They can't stand each other. <laughs> You never see eyebrows and tweezers in there the was, same room. There was my dad joke for you. Right there. <laughs> I hate oh eyebrows. Go get nose hairs. <laughs> so, so this doc is getting sassy. Oh, yeah, because I think this doc figures I can probably outrun all of them. <laughs> <laughs> Old cancer bag over there. Yeah, right? yeah. Because it's like every one of these guys is t- is currently drawing social security. Like <laughs> these guys sweat pasta fajoule. Yeah, like, they. they I did, are... like why was why was Angelo <laughs> chewing on a like a ham hock when the doctor walked in? <laughs> oh God. Yeah, how do these guys collect, basically? Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> they you, they just show up and it's like, it's not even Thanks worth for... the trouble. Well, I think it's, just I think give it's, them the yeah, money. Uh, well, yeah, because they had to come up the stairs. And so he just, like, you, he, he lets them in because he feels bad for them. He reminds him of his grandpa. All right. Just, just sit down. I'll go get you your money. I don't want you falling over and hurting yourself. Jesus. <laughs> That was all part of the plan. 
<laughs> that came out way more like Duncan than I wanted it to. God damn it. Um, well, the doc, the doc is pretty arrogant, pretty cocky. He's like, Mr. Corelli, you're gonna die. You're gonna die. Can die, old man. And then, and then, okay. Now we have said many times, Sean, that Tales from the Dark Side loves to show you a gun in the first act because <laughs> it just, just loves showing you guns. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, and man. there it was. This eye thing, because this gets introduced here, that mm. Abe Vigoda mm. is an excellent judge of character. Excellent judge of character. He looks you in the eyes. People in the eyes. And he knows. And they kind of pay that off. A little but bit. Not really. Well, it, he if he goes like one for two, I think. <laughs> Which is not that great of a ratio. Yeah, now he's 50-50 with the eye thing. <laughs> so, the... Um, I've been looking in men's eyes for 30 years. Really? That's a weird thing to yeah, say. That's a weird, <laughs> that's that's weird. strange. <laughs> that's a really weird thing to confess to everybody. Yeah. And unprovoked, too. He just said it out, out of nowhere. Like, Abe. I mean, Mr. Corelli. What the fuck? <laughs> um, Please, Mr. Corelli. <laughs> it's my character's name. <laughs> Mr. Corelli was my father. <laughs> I also, at this point, noticed that Eyebrows looks like the per- poor man's Ernest Borgnine. He does. He looked like the poor yeah, man's Ernest yeah. Borgnine. Um, so around this time, uh, the doctor is talking about how, you know, I've been I've been helping your patients, the drug addicts, the prostitutes, the... You know, people who get beat up when they can't pay, whatever. Yeah. The people um, in the I just wake wanted, of his destruction. Yeah, and I just wanted to come and see what you would look like now that you are the one who needs help and won't get it. And so Ernest Borgen, or <laughs> Ernest Borgen, <laughs> Abe Vigoda grabs him by the... Um, scruff of the neck. Scruff of the neck, yeah. He pulls him up to him, um, and that's when he looks him in the eyes, and he was just like, I've been looking at... Guys, no, god damn it, I can't do Apricota for shit. I've been looking at guys like you for, no, that's not right either. God damn it. Matt, go. <laughs> Unless you have a really convincing Apricota shot. Yeah. No, I'm sorry. No. <clears throat> Here we go. <clears throat> I've been looking at you eyes. <laughs> oh, Jesus. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Oh, get him, Danny. <laughs> get him, Danny. Ma, ma, the dog's pissing. (laughs) (laughs) Have you seen that video of the bat in the Irish family's house? If not, yes, yes. (laughs) It's pretty fantastic. Jesus, Jesus, daddy, get it. Daddy, 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 get it. Ma, mom, the dog's pissing. (laughs) It is hilarious. It's only like four minutes, but it's, it's. It's worth it. It's worth it. I've been looking in people's eyes for over... Th- <laughs> now it's just... Jacko? <laughs> What's the battery <laughs> that passes the test? Classic Michael Caine. <laughs> but uh, which era Michael Caine? Hello, right? <laughs> <laughs> Have you ever seen... Oh, uh, God. What was that movie where um, Steve Coogan and... Uh, Oh God! Uh, where they where they go to like restaurants and stuff, and it's almost all improvised, and they start doing Michael Caine at oh, different geez. phases in his career, and they do such a good Michael Caine. It's ridiculous. <laughs> I wish I could remember the name of that movie. I wish there was some way we could. I've been out. looking in people's eyes for thirty years, <laughs> and I could always tell when somebody wanted to kill me. Oh yeah, yeah. 
Well, actually, you know what? I take it back. He's he's two for two. The guy didn't. Well, we'll we'll get to that. Um, but so he threatens this doctor with losing his medical license because he knows one of the guys on the hospital's board, yep. and the doctor's like, "Whatever, nuts to you," right? And and then leaves. And so, like within I think thirty seconds of, or not even thirty seconds. Because economy, right? right. W- within five seconds of the door closing, he starts having a coughing fit and says, don't just stand there. Get me a bottle of scotch, which is what I say anytime anything happens, right? <laughs> like, Matt opened the door when I got here, and I was like, don't just stand there. Get me a bottle of scotch. I'm like, this is a really expensive podcast. Yeah. We have no sponsors. Also, my liver, almost dead. <laughs> <laughs> There's a reason why I have a yellowish hue. <laughs> Glenn Levette, we're talking to you. <laughs> Glenn Levette, Glenn Fittig, Lafroy, I don't care. Whatever, man. So, um, yeah, the the guy shows up. Um, well, so, okay, so now Ava Goda's back at his desk. Things are calming down. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah, actually, I think he drank the entire bottle. Because he says, get me the bottle of scotch, and they bring it, and then it cuts to um, the bottle on its side. Yes. And it's panning up, and you see Abe Bogota in his chair. Um, I like how Abe must have had it written into his contract that he doesn't have to wear anything other than a robe the entire <laughs> the entire show. Because <laughs> that's, I mean, honestly, that's if I was a guy who could command Abe Bogota money, that's what I would do. <laughs> Why is he in a robe in every one of his movies? Don't worry about it. Why does Tom Cruise run in every one of his movies? <laughs> so this episode actually did a really good job with its pacing, in my opinion. Yeah, it did. I, I thought it did. Um, I think so, too. It, it, it's rare because normally I would be like, God, they're really forcing it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know. You don't say. <laughs> this, this show? This show, you mean once the once the guy who does the voices goes backstage, the army's there to take him to Hofgosh? <laughs> That's weird. What? <laughs> oh god, that episode, man. I don't know. Let's let's move on. But with, so, but with this one, so that we've had he's dying, and they actually took three to five minutes to establish that. And establish he's not a very nice guy. Right. Not many people like him. And then they do the cut, and we've got the bottle empty. So now we know he's a drinker. He's a, he's got these problems, and um, my man comes in and says, uh, "Eyebrows comes in and says, someone's here to see you, boss." And then this guy straight up magically appears. Yep. Well, yeah, because I think he was just like, "Who who's coming to see me? Why like?" Are, are the vultures circling already? Yak, yak, yak. And then the, you're right. The guy just kind of poof out of nowhere. Abe Froman, yeah. Sausage King <laughs> of Chicago. Chicago. <laughs> um, and so uh, that's the act. Well, he appears and he says, "Wouldn't you like to dream forever?" Act break. Act break. And so it comes back, and um, Abe Bogota is like. Huh? What? That's stupid. Um, <laughs> yeah, you hippie doctor. Yeah, that. Yeah, exactly. He said, "What are you? No, hippie, what are you? Some kind of hippie undertaker?" Um. 
so he he starts thinking that maybe um are the other gang bosses behind you? And this is a real Salvatore Scalapini's rogues gallery of <laughs> Italian American names. Well, uh, uh, Denunzio sends you. How about uh, Fratelli? <laughs> I've already used pasta visual, but yeah. <laughs> pasta visual come and get you. Well, but then the last one, what wasn't it like Dave? No, well, no, it was like it was like Gerber, wasn't it? Ooh, yeah. yeah so it's like all right. Well, we'll we'll throw like a non-Italian in there so we can, you know, not seem like a bunch of jerks, I guess. <laughs> Joke's on them. Gerber was Italian. <laughs> so, I'm just going to move on. Um, so, <laughs> uh, he he starts threatening him, like, um, you know, you're going to wake up in the East River or blah, blah, blah. Yep. And he's just like, yeah, you know what? You don't, you don't really scare me, you know, because... I'm here to offer you a service no one else can offer you. Um, and and around this time is when they lock eyes. Yep. And and the eyes come back into play. And once he sees his eyes, he's like, eyebrows, get out of here. Well, so one thing that um, the scientist tells him is timing is everything. Um, and... Then you know, a Vagoda uh, calls it afterlife mumbo jumbo. Yeah. Um, and that's when I think he grabs him, looks in his eyes, and says, "Eyebrows, make haste." And uh, <laughs> make haste. I said Get that. to stepping. <laughs> um, and so the scientist is telling him that he can choose his dreams, and so <coughs> Abe is like, "What do you mean, choose my dreams? What are you talking about?" And he's like. For as long as there is matter on Earth, you we will keep your brain alive and dreaming. You get to pick your dreams. Pick the happiest dreams you've ever had. No one cares. <laughs> what use are dreams to a dead man? Yeah. Well, and yeah, that's when he tells him, you know, I'll keep your brain alive as long as there's matter on Earth. Um, now, it, once you stop being obtuse, which is a great use of obtuse, which it was, it was, it was a great use of obtuse. Um, Give me a call tomorrow. I'll be available from noon to ten past. All right, Sean, I'm coming to you. Okay. How do you like the conceit of this episode so far? I pretty much am telegraphing it right now at this point. This guy wants this guy dead way too much, basically, <laughs> and creating. Too much of a sense of urgency uh, for the hard sell there. So you got the twist right around this point? Well, I don't. I have the basic twist, which this guy wants this guy dead, basically, yeah. even though he knows he's going to die. So there's got to be something worse than death coming up. Ooh. We, we, we go forward. So... He tells Abe, you can have a taste. Come to my lab. I'll show you. It's free. The first one's always free, baby. You so, gotta get that first one for free. Yeah. <laughs> but so that's why he has to get a hold of him at the half pa- or the from between noon and ten past, right? So he misses the first time. He he looks at the clock and he's like, Oh shit, it is like twelve oh nine fifty. And so this is where we get to play one of our favorite games. How do How phones, do phones work? work? 
because <laughs> Sean, he can't Sean, dial you a, a phone for shit. Let me ask you a quick question, Sean. How do phones work? <laughs> how do you dial? How do phones work? Yeah, yeah. Sean, how do you phone? How, how do, do you, I phone? How do you phone, Sean? <laughs> I love that you're... Do you do phone? phone, Sean? <laughs> phone, Sean? How do I phone, Sean? Met phone, how? Phone, phone? It, this object, which in the 80s was ubiquitous, and everybody knew how it worked. And also huge. It's not like... I mean... <laughs> I know that Homer needed a dialing wand, right? But but like Abe Vigoda did not. Yeah, oh, Vigoda's man. got them spindly fingers. Yeah, <laughs> he is straight up mashing Sing that keypad. keypad. Just burr, 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 burr. Uh, how do two of them at the same time? Two <laughs> two numbers. Like and now I just now I just punch it. If I punch it. If it's five six, I can just hit five and six at the same, same time. time. <laughs> Sean, how do phone work? How how phone? How phone you? Do you call? phone? Well, basically, I just repeat what people say back to me and possibly look confused into the receiver. <laughs> oh, this thing. Yeah. Want any of this? A car accident? My wife? <laughs> Classic episode. Yep, so Angelo's going to close the bank accounts. And he's the got Hong Kong account. And he's got his best men trying to refine the um, the Abe Froman character <laughs> so he can get his dreams done. And then uh, the clock is set. He called the Navy. Oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's the most accurate clock there is, boss. I'm like it's that's stupid. Shut up. It's between t- twelve and twelve ten. Yeah, it's like twelve oh five perfect time to call the nerd right so <laughs> ring-a-ding nerd <laughs> hello I bet, that, nerd. I bet that nerd knows how phones work <laughs> oh my god you know i just said ring-a-ding hello nerd and it made me think of that show from comedy central in the late 2000 uh, no the early, late 90s called beat the geeks I don't know if you remember this show. Oh, that's that show sounds familiar. It was a trivia show, right? Yeah. Where like they would have yeah. like a music nerd, yeah. and then yeah, yeah, yeah. I remember that. But there, there was I, one I guy wanted... who had that crazy mutton chops, if I remember. Yeah. Right. Yes, you are a thousand yeah, percent I, correct. I, I wanted there to punch every single one of them. And... Yep. Yeah. <laughs> the the music expert kind of looked like Harry Knowles, if I recall correctly. <laughs> <laughs> so it's good to know that we were all raised by television. <laughs> <laughs> Um, yeah so <laughs> many um, states away exactly the same <laughs> so he's able to get a hold of the nerd um he goes in for a meeting and i thought this was funny um as soon as it cuts to the set matt goes great set great set this was by far the best set we have seen Ever. Um, yeah, ever in, on this show. In this show. This looked like something out of a show with a budget. <laughs> it was uh, like a white platform and like, you know, all black background. Um, so it was very stark and clear. Yeah. Two, 2001 Space Odyssey with... A negative of that, yeah. <laughs> with, a, with a Tandy in the background. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it was really a Radio Shack's delight in terms of... Uh, in terms of computers, uh, we don't have to. We don't have to pay attention to that part. I mean, <laughs> we can. 
but don't we? Yeah, I guess I guess we kind of do. Like what? You couldn't afford a Commodore 64, you cheapskates? <laughs> nope, not for old Jake Corelli. <laughs> so um this is around the time. Oh, he's so he's This he's, is the free one. Yeah, this is the free one. He's telling him about the physics of thought and how his his colleagues are fools who don't believe in blah 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 science science. Yeah, pseudoscience, um, pseudoscience. Yeah. So um he gives him a shot. He tells him just go to sleep and dream. Act break. We come back and he's having happy dreams, bad dreams, lather rinse repeat. It just keeps going back and forth between him meeting his wife, uh Marie. to his dad, yeah, his <laughs> To his dad saying, like, oh, you think you're a big shot? I'll punch you in the nose. Yeah. You know, it just it just goes on like that for probably, I don't know, 20 seconds, maybe. Now I meant to write down daddy no when I saw that, <laughs> but instead I wrote down dabby no. Because <laughs> if I had a nickel. No. <laughs> <laughs> oh, if I had a nickel for every time I wrote dabby. Dabby, dabby yeah. I love you. <laughs> You're the best son. <laughs> so, um, yeah, so he, he, he has these vivid <laughs> dreams. I'm just trying to keep things moving, guys. Yeah, we're, we're, we're doing it. So he's he's talking about how vivid the dreams were. He wakes up and he's like, "Oh, I I can't believe it. Those were so vivid. That was like I was really there." Who was the woman? That was my wife, Marie. I loved her. What, what happened? happened? I lost her to booze and drugs. Oh, and I'd stolen first. It's stolen first. <laughs> stolen it's, right. It's all here. The stolen furs, <laughs> the drugs. Bye bye, boy. You're gonna have to take me. Sorry, we are in a dolomite <laughs> hole, Sean. Yeah, I'm kidding. <laughs> He's like creeper. What have you uh, had? Yeah. <laughs> So boom mics fell down in the background. <laughs> <laughs> um, we know how to roll with the punches. <laughs> I'm so happy you come at home tomorrow. <laughs> so he he tells him about the dreams, and then uh, the doctor's like, "Don't worry, I can edit all of those dreams yeah. out. I'm going to be generating images from the thoughts in your brain. We're going to keep your brain along, or keep your brain alive for a long, long time." Don't worry about it, baby. And then more, lots of close-ups on this guy. Yeah. As he works Tandy computers. Yeah, and so he, uh, so Abe Vigoda is like, so do you do you have any customers? What do your customers think of this? And he says, hey, they some love of it. your, some of your, uh, what did he say? Colleagues. Some colleagues. of your colleagues are customers. Oh, okay. All right. I feel like I'm paying for my own hit. Yeah, I can't believe all these years are paying for my own head. So he uh, he tells him, bring the money. You'll die on the table. No muss, no fuss. So now it cuts back to him. He's with Angelo. <clears throat> they're uh, they're having a you know a, a nice old talk. How did how did you know? 
Or why didn't why didn't you ever what did you say? Why didn't you ever plug me? So Sean, what did you think about <laughs> this segment right here between Angelo and um Corelli? Uh ultimately I think it was established to keep Abe Bagoda from looking like a uh, sympathetic old man and a mean villain that deserves to die. Or, or get his up, up come up and come up yeah. yeah thank you me grammar good um, <laughs> how phone how Sean phone? do you phone phone often or phone, phone some I phone. phone some accident phone some accident Wife? call 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 please please mama kiss mama kiss mama kiss kiss oh, and transmission scene and, tra- and transmission scene <laughs> Oh. But so but, third, um, yeah. I'm sorry. Uh, that was my my feelings on that. But also, I kind of uh, in reality, wouldn't Angelo just take the money and hide for a week? Technically, really. Probably. So that was. <laughs> so that was. So here's the conceit of this scene, or here's what's happening in this scene. There, they are having this conversation exactly like Matt said. Angelo, why come? Why you? Why come? You no try kill. <laughs> how yeah. phone? How Angelo, phone, Angelo? Why didn't you ever try to plug me? Which is a, another weird way to very, phrase that. Very, why didn't you ever very, try to very kill natural, me? Natural, yes. Yeah. <laughs> um, Angelo, many a times. How come you <laughs> why never you try took, to kill me? <laughs> how come you never tried to put me in your arms and hold me tight, <laughs> kiss me on the ear, take me to dinner, dancing? <laughs> Made me feel like a proper lady. <laughs> uh, the boss, I don't know. Yo, how do phones work, boss? <laughs> boss, how do phone? Do you phone, boss? Do you boss? press five and six at the same time like me, boss? Do you mesh keypad with with mitt? <laughs> do you mesh keypad with giant ham? <laughs> you hit all the buttons at once. That's I how you win. Phone. That's I break how I phone win phone. Hand. I win phone. Hit all buttons at once. All right. <laughs> Off the rails. I love it. <laughs> so, um, the uh, the Angelo asks him if he wants any pills, and he says, "No, no, no. The pills, they don't work no more." But scotch is still scotch. Scotch is still scotch. So he is goes one of the best some lines. Some of the whole yeah, episode. I loved. I loved that. That's why I wrote it down. Um, so he gets some scotch, and you know what, Angela, why don't you have scotch with me? So they're both having a scotch. He's talking about how you know, boss, I, I just don't feel so comfortable with all this cash in the house. You got ten million and change sitting here, and he says, "Yeah, well, don't worry about that. We won't have ten million and change tomorrow." But um, then he uh, because he, Angelo. The money's all yours. Mm-hmm. Oh, boss, I can't believe it. Oh, I'm on top of the world, or whatever he says. And then you watch Ava go to stand up and go behind him. And yeah, and I was like, oh, he dead as fuck. Oh, Lenny the Rabbits. <laughs> That's exactly what I was thinking. <laughs> See, we did read. No, no, it's okay. I'm sorry. That was, that was a better reference than mine. Um, so yeah, he goes behind him and then just plugs him one in the head. And says, oh, God, um, Angelo, you, were you went on out on top. top. <clears throat> Which, you know, I mean, I I guess was in his way a nice thing, but also, what a jerk. <laughs> Real. Yeah, that's what I was saying. I think this whole scene was set up 
to establish this guy is not a nice guy, <laughs> basically. Um, because just a few seconds ago, we have an old man remembering good things and sobbing about it and, and possible bad things. Yeah. And, yeah. and uh, Barney Miller wasn't too long ago when this show actually was aired, I think. Too. Yeah, yeah. Barney Miller was, was still on, I think, in the early 80s. So this he would still be fresh in people's minds. Yeah. For sure. And then his role in The Godfather, absolutely. Um, so he shows up in the lab. Um, the doctor is getting all the stuff ready, gives him a shot. Um, and <coughs> Abe says, I'll see you in my dreams. <laughs> <laughs> which was which was kind of weird. Really? And then um just out of nowhere th- the scientist takes his brain out and I wrote, "Wow, that's a brain." <laughs> yeah, this because it looked like a legit brain. Like they must have bought like I don't know, like a calf brain or some shit. Um and then they they take it out. It's not attached to a bloodstream of any kind. It's not getting oxygen. They just hook Matt, it up to Matt, fucking Matt, wires. Matt, Matt. There's a jar with liquid in it. It's a jar with <laughs> with, with, with like gel of some kind. So that obviously means science stuff. Um, so the nerd starts to monologue. Yeah. So Sean, who is he talking to? Um, the, the brain. <laughs> He's talking to the other brains. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> He's just having a. He's like. Brains, listen, there's another brain about to join you. He doesn't know, but I know. Say hello to the class, brain. Um, so he starts talking about, no, 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 you were not a nice man. Mr. Where's Corelli. your mandolin now, Corelli? You were not a nice man. I'm going to say it a few more times. You. Because you, Corelli. I'm monologuing, and I have to I have to eat at least 45 seconds because this episode is not close to being over. So he So he this twist it. this twist works. This twist is working. It's working. And so after the whole you're not a nice man, you weren't a nice man. Not nice at all. How do phones work? Welcome start- to hell. And they start showing his dreams and his, his wife later in life. Where you find out the truth is that he used to. Why do I, why do I drink? Or you know, do you I know any? Up. Do I know? Yeah, do I know any women who drink as much as I do? No, because I don't know anyone else married to you. And you know, yeah, the, you you know, you hit me and and all these other things. So all he's and getting the dad are saying, the bad dreams. And the dad saying, "Oh, I'm gonna enjoy this," and he's got the belt. Belt, yeah. Um, and then you can hear Abe Vigoto going. No. Okay, so so no. pa- so pause for <laughs> pause for ten <laughs> seconds before that. If they would have rolled done the, credits, if they would have done those two dreams, I'm sorry. Oh <laughs> no, you you ruined oh, everything. <laughs> but yeah, oh, that's sorry. that. If they would have rolled fucking credits. After the father going, I'm going to enjoy this. And maybe like one other, right? Yeah, and then have another dream come in, and it's the cacophony of those dreams. And then it backs off on the jars of the brains, and then it's credits. And then, yeah, it's produced by George Romero, right? That would have been great. But instead, we get the, no, no. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. 
Oh, me pee-pee in brain job. How do phones work? <laughs> phone work how? Do, mash, you, do you phone? Do you mash brain keypad work? <laughs> yeah. So I was I was not happy with the last five seconds. It was kind of like unbreakable if they would have just taken the part out where it says, Elijah Price is in jail now. Yeah. <laughs> that would have been a much better ending. And this is no joke. I watched that movie one time with my dad. And my dad turns to me and goes, was this a true story? <laughs> <laughs> and I look at him and I go, no. <laughs> you should have looked him in and gone. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> Yeah, this was a documentary, Dad. There's a Mr. Glass out there. There's also a David Dunn. I actually worked with a David Dunn at that time. He was not a superhero. He had a really nice mustache, though. That was like a very well-manicured mustache. Um, So, Matt. Yep. How many empty bottles of scotch would you give this episode? You know what? I would. My first thought was eight, which I feel is high. I was what? at seven and a half. But I I really liked this episode. If we cut the last ten seconds out, if we if we do what we were saying and we just do a little snip snip, yeah. Does that change your rating? The, then I think it's it's a firm eight. But firm now eight? yeah, now I'm kind of like I'm in the seven and a half, seven. Seven and a half. Okay, how about you? Yeah, I'm right with you guys. Um, if I was nine year old Sean, it'd probably be closer to a three or four. But uh, <laughs> I'm not sure why I'm drinking scotch at nine years old either. But <laughs> don't um, ask questions. But as an adult, <laughs> as an adult, I, I thought it was a pretty good episode. Yeah, yeah, I uh, I thought it was it was pretty solid. It was pretty solid. I would say that this is a good one to watch. I don't know if this is a I must watch. I wouldn't, yeah, I wouldn't. I, I no. wouldn't use this as um, an episode to to recommend to other people if they wanted to get in on this show. But it is. But we're definitely running out of time not... for those episodes. Yeah. Oh, well, yeah, oh. we're gonna start. We're gonna start season three uh, in a couple weeks. Yeah. All right. The only improvement I would do, and they, there's no way they would do it because of the time limit and everything. Is that like maybe have a scene and and budget restrictions too, where he's you see through his eyes when he's in the brain basically like a classic he's at his boyhood home or something oh yeah a nice yeah, yeah. memory mm-hmm. looking around and then all of a sudden like O'Brien the cop that he mentions earlier for killing just for killing. hurting his hands or something and putting his hands behind his back yeah yeah comes in and and and. Uh, possibly with a bullet in his head a hole, you know, and shows up and then you realize that this ain't the right place that I thought I'm supposed to be. Yeah, in. so like but, a real nightmare versions of, yeah, of the stories of, that we've heard earlier. Mm-hmm. Instead yeah. of just the, do the you, jars. Um, do you watch the, Preacher at all? Uh, I've seen the first season, yeah. Okay. Um, but you haven't gotten to the season where they're in hell? Uh, the Saint of Killers Hell, yeah, on the first season. Um, or it's just this repetition is... of the same master. Right, right. So, um, when when um when he sends um 
shit. What's our space's name? Um, the kid, the kid who got who who shot himself in the face. I forget what the kid's name is. Um, when he gets sent to hell by preacher, and the second season, you actually see what hell is like. Um, where it's kind of like a prison where everybody has to relive relive the worst moment of their life. Um, yeah. over and over and over. So it's it, it would kind of seem like that, right? Where they're yeah. they're reliving the worst moments, but yeah. yeah, but it's not just the worst moment of your life; it's amped up, right? Right. Because now things are starting to bleed. It's not just the worst moment of your life; it's the worst moment plus all the other worst moments of your right. life, plus your worst <clears throat> imaginations about what happened after that. Yep. Yeah, so you have you have the knowledge of what happened after, what happened before. Um, it's not just being stuck in that moment. I love it. We are doing a live show at Go Comedy Improv Theater in beautiful Ferndale, Michigan, on October 26th at 9.30 p.m. We are watching the first episode of Season, season 3. three. Uh, it is The Circus. The Circus. Directed um, by one George... A Romero. Hello. His third episode in the third series. Um, and then we will be doing a live episode that we will bring to the podcast Oh, whenever it's time to do that episode. <laughs> Probably after the transmissionies. Who knows? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Gotta do season two transmissionies. Have to. Um, you can get in contact with us at T from the Dark Side on Facebook, T from the Dark Side on Instagram. TFTDS pod on Twitter or send us a good old fashioned email at T from the dark side at gmail.com. Sean. Sean. Thank you so much for joining us. Do you have anything you that guys. you would like to promote or plug or anything? The floor is yours. Okay. Yeah. Um, I've got a, uh, little person cover band of kiss. Um, they're called smooch. I've been uh, promoting those people for a long time, and uh, <laughs> I've got a webcomic uh, called The Golden Ghouls. Thank you for being a fiend. Um, it's basically Rose uh, reanimating all the corpses of uh, Dorothy, Blanche, and Sophia. Oh, God. <laughs> and uh, then I am starting a uh, podcast of my own called... Uh, Transmissions from the darker side. No relation to this one. Uh, but, this uh, means war. <laughs> <laughs> so I see it has come to this. I'm just kidding. Um, no, thank you. Thank you guys for having me on. It was, it was a lot of fun. No problem. It was great having you. Guys do. We appreciate you. And um, and if you ever want to do a podcast and uh, need any help at all, I'd be happy to help oh, in any you. way that we possibly could. Thank you. You are welcome. Um, there is one more one thing, more thing though. Um, this week, if possible, if you could try to enjoy the daylight. Try to enjoy the daylight. Try to enjoy the daylight. Yep. Oh, I forgot one thing. Slasher Dave does the thing. Does the music? Does the thing? Does the thing? And Mark Rudolph just drew the new. Uh, the new, new podcast logo, logo. and we just wanted to make sure that we uh, said thank you to both of them. Yep, because they're both fantastic. Yay! Woo! Goodbye. Bye. Feel better, Jen. Feel better, Jen. <laughs> Feel better. Transmissions from the Dark Side is hosted and recorded by 
Jen Hansen, Matt Rose, and Matt Noss. Edited by Matt Noss. Hosted by Gabber Media. Our theme music was composed and performed by Slasher Dave. You can find him on Bellyache Records. Follow us on Facebook, Instagram, and Tumblr at T from the Dark Side. And on Twitter at TFTDS Pod. Email us at T from the Dark Side at gmail.com. Until next time, try to enjoy the daylight.